Hey there, this is MJ. I love comics and Star Wars, and right now I'm going to be reviewing The Rise of Kylo Ren, Issue 3. Let me go to the credits real quick. It's written by Charles Soule, art by Will Sliney, uh, Guru Efix, or it's the colorist company, or computer. i got to find out what the heck that is. I've been saying that for months since I started this channel. Anyway, or started doing these comic reviews. And then uh, Travis Lanham is the letterer. So, uh, real quick, I am going to be... Uh, in a slightly noisier situation than normal, and it's just uh, it's just unavoidable. That's uh, that's how life is sometimes. So anyway, I'm going to accept how life is and try to roll with it. Unlike some people, anyway, uh, th that's more about people in the comic than people in real life. So we all know where the rise of Kylo Ren is going to end, more or less. Uh, it will end with the rise of Kylo Ren. It'll be the fall of Ben Solo and the rise of Kylo Ren. And that's interesting. There are... Uh, I'm not going to go on about the art. Sliny, uh, his art is fantastic. There's some really great uh, shots of the... Um, and by shots, I mean well-composed uh, images of. Uh, they're, cinemat they're cinematic. Uh, cinematic um, enough to be called shots or to look like you know they were planned storyboarded and uh, you know shot as if or, or positioned as if they were being shot with a camera right so to be cinematic like I said so anyway the uh, the interesting thing about the well I mean it's it's uninteresting to continue talking about how good the art is because it's it is good and I'm gonna stop talking about it right now uh, except to say that I really liked the shots that we got of Luke's temple, uh, Luke's Jedi temple or enclave or whatever you want to call it. And gosh, it makes me think about how desperately I want to go back there and how much I want to see uh, Luke's temple specifically, uh, but really any Jedi temple. i uh, been playing KOTOR again uh, for like the, you know, dozenth time or whatever and uh man that time you get to spend on Dantooine is too little and uh I want to beat that and then play KOTOR 2 and I know you get to revisit that and there's other you know Jedi temples you get to visit and then there's you know Korriban too in KOTOR uh that I'm excited I think you do you go back to Korriban and KOTOR? it doesn't matter anyway I'm talking about this comic uh sorry about getting uh sidetracked but uh one of the fun things about Star Wars is how big the universe is, all the different corners there are to explore it. And I do like the glimpse that we're getting here. Uh, the beautiful visuals of Luke's temple make me want to spend more time there, make me want to uh, read more comics that take place there. So that's how I'm weaving it back into me talking about the comic. But uh, basically, uh, the I don't know why I'm doing this, but the plot of this comic, or this issue of the comic, is that Ben finds the Knights of Ren and then he tells them the story of his kill, of his good kill, or what he thinks is a good kill, and he explains who the people are that are killed. And I really, I, I actually really love the framing of the story, um, because you could tell it was a framing device, but it was a very enjoyable framing device. I believe the head of the Knights of Ren, currently, is named Ren. He's the gray-haired dude. And I, I noticed Vo has white hair, so I guess in Star Wars land, 
uh, regular folk can have gray or white hair regardless of their age, you know, because they have, uh, you know, space jeans or whatever. Uh, which, by the way, Luke wore space jeans uh, under his shorty robe. Uh, they were like khaki Levi's or something in, um, or maybe camel co colored Levi's in A New Hope. That's just a little fun fact. And then they threw like wrappings on them over his boots and stuff. I don't know why I know that, but saying, you know, jeans, it reminded me of that. So enjoy that fun fact. Anyway, uh, the, you know, so Ren asks Kylo, hey, or not Kylo, he asks Ben, tell me who these people were so we can determine whether or not this was a good kill. Because in order to get in with us, which we know from issue one, you need to perform a good kill. And I guess that means like a truly murderous or sadistic or like cold-blooded kill uh, because they wanted that one guy. Well, I won't spoil issue one, but um, they're like, yeah, that was a good kill, but you know, you're not... Uh, anyway, we still don't want you. So uh, I don't quite understand what it is and I don't quite understand the ethos of these guys. I get the appeal of the dark side, but the way these like badass bros, you know, rolling as the Knights of Ren, uh, like deal with it. We don't even get enough philosophy or insight into how they think about things. And maybe if he's rolling with them in the next issue or two, because uh, I think this is a six issue miniseries, but I, I don't know for sure. Um, we'll get to see more of what they want out of life and uh, it'll make a little bit more sense. But, you know, they do say that being a Knight of Ren, you know, playing with your shadow or whatever they call it, is like a different path that, uh, you know, a different path to knowing and exploring the Force and, you know, they offer that to Ben in, uh, they offer that to Ben in issue two. And then, you know, years later it comes about that he joins them seeking that path. So I want to know more about what that path is, why it, mo or how it motivates them and, you know, what it causes them to do. Uh, let me see. I think in this issue, we actually get the Easter egg about General Hux, who's not the son Hux, he's the father Hux, uh, you know, who would be, uh, important in uh, building up the First Order. He tries to call Snoke, um, but that's just a little bit of a tangent. Uh, kind of more what I'm focused on, or what struck me the most out of this issue, is you get a glimpse into the three characters, Vo, Ty, and the uh, Aquilish. Those are the squid face guy, right? Aquilish? Um, and I can't remember his name, but he... Uh, anyway, you get to know about the three of them uh, in Ben telling the story about how he got his, you know, kill on a Jedi. And uh, you hear who they are, Vo. Uh, it's funny, uh, Ren like summarizes them. He calls uh, he calls Vo the brawn. He calls the Aqualish guy the brain because he thought of the Force as a puzzle that he was like content to spend the rest of his life figuring out. Whereas Vo just wanted to surpass Ben, and she wanted to know why Ben was so much stronger in the Force and uh, had such so uh, such greater affinity uh, to the Force or you know with the Force. Um, and then the last guy, Ty, uh, he's the bald guy. Uh, he, um, we have to learn a little bit about him. He tries to get Ben to be okay with the fact that he's the grandson of Darth Vader, which I, it seems to me, oh yeah, it has to be common knowledge because, well, no, it doesn't have to be common knowledge by now uh, because it wasn't until Bloodline, Star Wars Bloodline with Leia, that took place like seven years before The Force Awakens that he, uh, that the whole galaxy learned that Darth Vader was the father of, you know, Princess Leia, and therefore the grandfather of uh, Ben Solo. But I think, based on the chronology, the whole uh, 
you know, destruction of the temple and everything and him becoming a part of the Knights of Ren does and act, that actually happens like 12 years before uh, The Force Awakens. I could be wrong. It's very vague. It's very unclear. And uh, I'm not forking over cash for, for uh, you know, source books and things like that because I just want to be able to enjoy the stories. But anyway, uh, you have these three people. They have three different perspectives on Ben and what he's doing and how he's, you know, turned. And uh, Vo and I think the Aquilish guy are automatically like, oh, man, this guy's bad. There's been this, you know, darkness in him or whatever. And it was only a matter of time before he turned. Um, but the... Uh, Ty, the, the bald guy, he seems to be the most uh, Jedi of the that trio, and he keeps wanting to give him a chance, and seems like he wants to take him alive, and things like that. He wants to help calm him down, and diffuse the situation, and find out what's really going on, so that they can get to the bottom of things, and uh, I think he wants to save Ben, and bring him back into the uh, Jedi fold. Oh, one more thing that just popped into my mind, speaking of Jedi, uh, Oh no, that was years ago. Okay, years ago when Ben, or when Luke was fighting the Knights of Ren, he said, I am the last Jedi, but I won't be for long. And he looked at like a maybe 12 year old Ben, and I was a little confused by that, and I thought that maybe he had not taken on any other apprentices, but it seems that it's very likely that there were already other apprentices at that time who he was training up because I get the vibe that Vo was upset when Ben came along because he was automatically better than her even though he had been training for uh, less time than she had been. Um, so uh, it does seem like Luke was already training up other Jedi and he was saying like they haven't become Jedi yet. Just because you're strong in the force, just because you're a Padawan, apprentice, a learner, whatever, it doesn't mean you're a Jedi. Like you have to go through the trials, become a Jedi Knight, and eventually a Jedi Master or whatever. So. Uh, I think that's uh, that's probably what that was all about. Um, but anyway, one of the most interesting things to me, especially given uh, just my perspective on different things in life, and basically on redemption of people, and I think a lot of that has become uh, from Star Wars. Uh, definitely my faith has something to do with me believing in redemption and wanting to see people redeemed and you know wanting redemption myself. But I think it definitely helped growing up uh, watching Return of the Jedi a bunch of times my favorite Star Wars movie up until uh, the sequel trilogy came along and uh, changed everything forever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll, I'll just be cryptic with that for a minute and you can uh, guess or talk to me about that later. Um, but anyway, the, uh, the idea of redemption stirs really strongly with me and also the, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of a character trope where when someone is told that they're bad, they'll eventually be bad. Um, that's something that resonates with me. Not that I ever wanted to just throw up my hands and be bad. Uh, I think who I am doesn't, uh, I, I'm not one of those people who's hip enough or, or whatever, edgy enough by nature for people to say, oh, that guy's dangerous. Uh, we better watch out or one day he'll become a bad guy. I, that, that's just not me. So anyway, but I, you know, I could see that in other characters or I could see that in, you know, stories that thing happen and I mean, I'm pretty sure I've even heard people say that in real life. Well, if that's how they're going to treat me, then I'm just going to be the bad guy or whatever. And that basically happens. Vo is yelling at uh, Ben, telling him that he's a murderer and all these things and uh, talking about how awful he is. And then he says, is that what you want me to be? And then he uh, almost kills her and then he regrets it and he saves her. And there's these really cool moments of pathos and conflict and uh, the layout of the 
the topography, the geographical layout of the situation where this fight is happening between these three Jedi and Ben is such that everyone is disadvantaged and everyone is broken up by the by the topography where they can't exactly see what's going on. So kind of like how in The Last Jedi you had the Rashomon scene or situation where you get the story of the night that the Jedi Temple burned and uh, Ben ran away. Uh, you kind of get something similar going on here, which is that uh, Vo sees a certain situation going on, uh, Ben retaliates in such a way, it looks as if he's doing something, the Aqualish guy freaks out, he tries to, he goes from like 0 to 60 where he's just basically trying to kill him uh, out of revenge, you know, to me he's touching the dark side in that moment, and Ty sees it all clearly and tries to uh, prevent things from uh, becoming you know, from the situation from being the worst that they can be. And uh, that was all pretty interesting. Honestly, the way that it was laid out, the topography of it, uh, it was good in some ways because it set up the situation where it was kind of like a tragic thing that happened that actually pushed Ben to accept like, well, I'm a killer now. I guess I better just go join the Knights of Ren because the dark side is the only thing left for me, especially given who my grandfather was, if he knows that right now, which he may not. Uh, but anyway, uh, there was a problem I had. I, I looked over the panels on that page like three times because I couldn't exactly tell what happened. And then at the end, one of the Jedi was dead and I didn't see the death directly. I don't know how the death happened. Did he force choke the, the character or the, you know, the fellow Jedi who he killed or what happened? I don't really know. Uh, but I mean, I find it interesting. I find it intriguing. So overall, I would say this is a recommend. I'm enjoying this story as it's developing. I definitely want to know where it ends, and uh, as much as I've been disappointed with the sequel trilogy, which I'm extremely disappointed, there are certain things that I hold on to and that are that hold my interest. Uh, I thought, um, you know, there was nothing to Kylo Ren. I've, you know, the that changed over the course of the movies. He's a more complicated character. There's more that can be explored. I just wish some of this stuff could have been in books, comics, uh, a series, or whatever before you know, whatever happened with The Force Awakens happened. Uh, and I just don't like how this was done in a choppy way, but the comic itself, it's good. It's a recommend. If you like uh, these characters, if you like any of the stuff going on in the sequel trilogy uh, at all, I would check it out. And there are things I like in it, although overall I think it's been a mess. Um, but that's pretty much my review. I don't have anything else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Uh, you know, I would like people to uh, give me comments about um, how you feel this comic works. Does it contradict anything? Like some of the things I was kind of pointing out or quibbling about if you know the timeline better than I do uh of like you know bloodline versus um you know where uh, Vader is revealed to be uh the father of Leia and uh you know how far before the force how long before the force awakens the attack on the temple comes and all that stuff that'd be great anyway uh you like share this whatever subscribe ring that bell to catch me next time I'm swinging through comics and uh I want to draw your attention to if you're not looking at the video version or even if you're looking at the, uh, if you're listening to the audio, look down at the bottom. Look now. Uh, I've got two images here of a shirt that was designed based on 
uh, a line from issue two of uh, the comic. You know, Luke's fighting the Knights of Ren, and he says, you know, someone like, you use the dark side like a hammer, or the force like a hammer, uh, the light side is a blade, and so am I. And he does it all while he's kicking butt. And, uh, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I, I love character quotes. I don't know if you notice. sometimes I, uh, or I will frequently title stuff after quotes from a comic or show or whatever, uh, like kind of a really impactful or cool line. And I really liked that line from Luke. I thought it was very, very cool. So I wanted to use it as, uh, in a design. So I have Luke wielding his lightsaber and it says, the light side is a blade, and so am I. And it's got slashes all running through it. I really like it. I think it's a super cool thing. That's up on Redbubble. If you like it, um, you know, buy a sticker, buy a shirt, whatever. Uh, you know, throw me a bone.